Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is one of the real estate fortunes of Maine. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put into conservatorship in 2008 and continue to dominate the mortgage market. Now your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. That's because the election has changed mortgage rates dramatically. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's time for Mortgage Matters. All right. Good morning, everybody. Thanks to the Motor Mouths folks for sticking around. Yeah, we had a good little show this morning. So yeah, I think it'll heard you guys talking me. all about oil leaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of what to do about them, how to take care of them, all that stuff. It was a good little show. So Excellent. Uh, translated to huge listenership for the Motor Mouths mm-hmm. for the Mortgage Matters show today. Yeah, come over here for some exciting uh, real estate finance talk. Yeah, I don't think there is a such thing as a mortgage leak, though, is there? A mortgage leak? I mean, you could you <laughs> could be know. leaking a few <laughs> you could be leaking a few hundred dollars a month worth of interest away oh, if you're not careful. There is nice. how we roll that. Hey, uh, <laughs> oh. I'm not making this up. I read in one of the commentaries I read while preparing for the show yesterday. Uh, I read that um, with the mortgage rate drop, people that bought or, you know, yeah, I guess people that bought because you probably wouldn't have refied into something higher a year or so ago, but 200 bucks a month is, is what the average savings is right now for the rate differential. Um, is that a nationwide figure? Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably a little more. Here in California with our uh, expensive homes. I funded one this week that, um, okay, for full disclosure, my borrower had to bring in $30,000 to pay his loan down. When he bought his house, he was at the cusp of the high balance loan limit, right? Just over it. So we ended up having to do a jumbo loan. In combination with his credit score was like 680 or something because there were some things we needed to get off, but there just wasn't enough time. Those things take time. Mm-hmm. If you have to get things off people's credit. Anyway, a little bit of credit stuff. So we said, hey, you're just going to have to close this thing and then we'll we'll work on that credit stuff. And then in six months time, we'll give it a run and see if we can fix you up. Um, so anyways... He had a few good months at work, saved up that 30000 bucks to get down to the conforming high balance limit, uh, got the credit score up to a 720, refi saved $1,000 a month. Wow. wow. That's so much money. That is. is that crazy? A- and he was so happy to put in the 30000 bucks to save $1,000 a month. So some of it's obviously the lower loan amount, right? Sure. But I have another one this week that I put together for us couple um helped them buy their first house it's over in the ocean air tract was like three and a half years ago they did an fha loan look at the thing and clearly can get rid of the mortgage insurance and with the interest rate savings that they have they save 500 dollars a month that's like 
that's game changing money. Do you want a five hundred dollar a month raise? Yes, please. Yes, two of them. <laughs> Pretty I'd be wild, that too, Jason. I think I could take that five hundred dollar. It's crazy, yeah. and you know, I it's I've been able to just kind of keep working the database and just pitching people like the no brainers. You know, hey, got you saving three hundred bucks a month. Check it out, and um. You know, most people are pretty responsive to it. I have one guy that I have sent him a proposal where I save him 600 bucks a month. And he's like, uh, not yet, not ready. And I'm like, what are you waiting for? If we're wrong and you do it today and we save you 600 bucks a month here for the next five months, six months, eight months, and those feds cut rates two more times and we, we just were early. There's another half a point to gain. We'll, maybe we'll get that too. Then we'll do another loan. Then, um, but if we're if the if you're timing that and you're gonna wait, you're gonna gamble today's real savings for the hope of a little bit more tomorrow. Don't gamble five hundred dollars a month in savings to pick up another hundred bucks a month. Hopefully, right? Take your five. Take your five hundred bucks now, and if you can save another hundred bucks a month later. By all means, look but at it. But how much does the loan cost? You know, you got to look. I at mean, the right now, of- right now, these loans are, you know, depends on your scenario. But they're a few thousand bucks. I mean, it's possible to do a higher interest rate and not have any closing costs. It's back to that old game again. But most people are doing a deal where they're paying their lender fees, their title and escrow fees, and that can be, you know, depending on the value of your property, that can be. You know, three, four thousand bucks. We are going through the time of the year where impound accounts are so expensive. So it's a little bit of a bummer, but it's not expensive. It's just a high collection rate right now because it's not. It's not like it's something you're not going to have to pay at some point. No. It's I just mean, a reserve account. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, most people do impound account on their home loan. So they pay their mortgage. And every month they pay one-twelfth of their homeowner's insurance and they pay one-twelfth of their annual taxes, their property taxes. And so that when the time comes to pay those assessments, the servicer pays them and you just are, it smooths you out, right? You don't have that budget thing going on. Well, you you almost got to look at this in writing for it to make sense to most people. But like if I do a loan for you, say we do a loan application today that we fund in September, your first payment's going to be due on November 1st. So that's just the way it works. Mortgage interest is paid in arrears. So you have that pay a little bit of prepaid interest for the remaining days in September on October 1, you don't pay anybody that interest is going to accrue October 1 to 30. On November 1, you're on 31. And then on November 1st, you're going to pay October's interest plus the principal, you know, plus the taxes, plus the insurance. But property taxes are due. That's when those checks go out. So that means that I got to set aside the entire payment plus some to get to where there's enough money. And then, of course, the next installment's due in April, which isn't a full six months away. Those checks usually go out at the, you know, somewhere early in, you know, March. So we got to keep a couple of extra months in there because you will have only paid November, December, January, maybe February. So you're going to pay four months, but we need six months to be going out then. So I got to catch those other months too, right? 
So anyhow, the establishment of the impound account when you're when property tax season is impending, it just means that you could be in a spot where you're having to save, you know, eight, nine, ten months worth of property taxes into the escrow account. For some people, property taxes were six hundred dollars a month, seven hundred dollars a month. So that times ten months if you're funding in October, that's I mean, there you go. That's seven grand. And, you know, we I end up having this conversation with people that, well, you're going to skip a month's mortgage payment, right? Like I just described that scenario where you're not going to pay anybody for the month of October. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be a few thousand bucks. And then your servicer also has all your tax money right now. You already have an impound account with your current servicer. They're going to refund that back to you. My experience is that's taking about six weeks right now. Hmm. So it can take four to six weeks, maybe more. I don't know. I thought it was supposed to be like 21 days they have to issue that check. I always thought that, and I told people that a lot, and I think people budgeted around it, and then it. I just, I've seen it go longer, and I don't know if it's because it's hard to, to have recourse against a lender that takes too long to refund you, but I've just seen it take longer than that. So now I tell people, you just have to budget for that longer, but if you've got the $7,000 in your savings account, borrow it from yourself, and then when you get skip your month's mortgage payment and you get your refund from your current servicer, then you put it back. Yeah. And, um, you know, other times people are just choosing to finance it. Hey, no big deal. I've got the equity. Um, who knows what they'll do with the skipped mortgage payment and the refund, whether it's catch up on some other debt or maybe, I don't know, redo the lawn or something. Who knows? But yeah, so anyhow, the impound account stuff gets, I call it expensive. I know what you're saying. It's just a prepaid. So it's not like it's a true cost, but it's just this time of year where where it costs a lot of money to make that happen. But anyhow, um, we've been wildly busy with refinancing. It's crazy how um, things have changed. A year ago, we were thinking we were... We were really putting on the tall boots and going to have to slug our way through 2019 and probably 2020. Um, and now we're calling this the 2019 boom. Um, it's busy. Things are busy. Yeah, uh, it seems like, I mean, last year we were close to 75% purchase transactions. And I think I'll get a really good reading on current activity when third quarter is done and I do those numbers. But I'm, I'd venture to guess it's 50-50, if not even heavier on the refi side. I counted our month yesterday, and it was nearly 50-50. Um, yeah, and, and I maybe that just going to keep skewing to refis as that just more, more people can benefit from the refi. But the purchase side still hot and active also. Super strong. Um, I, I have new purchases this week too, with people that are thrilled to be the winner of a multi-bid situation. Uh, most of the time in, in the County here, most of the time it's taken pretty near a full price offer to win a contest. And, you know, I say that most of the time because there's segments of the market where that's not true. The over a million market seems like it's got a little bit more breathing room. And then also, of course, there's always overpriced listings and things that sit around a little bit. Um, but, you know, for that, what I think is just the average house in the average neighborhood in Slow County, 
if it's priced correctly, it's going to be a mover. It's it's going to draw some attention. You're going to have a little bit of competition. Mm-hmm. The reality is there's just not a lot of them. And so we're just seeing that entry-level price is just creeping up, up, up every month. And people s- throwing elbows together to get into them. I did want to say about the refi thing, too. The other thing that's that's pretty wild lately is um, not only are people saving money and in interest, but like I said, sometimes people are getting their mortgage insurance eliminated. Sometimes just reducing the mortgage insurance is a game changer. Um, depending on your credit score, mortgage insurance, even on a conventional loan, can be a few hundred dollars a month. And most consumers don't realize is that this is kind of different than the other insurance you have where um, – you're the premium. Well, and maybe it's not different, but I think people just think mortgage insurance is either you got to have it or you don't. They don't realize that there are different tiers to it. So the lower the down payment, the higher the coverage required, the higher the coverage, the higher the premium. That's the part I, as I started to say it, I was like, that does sound like insurance, doesn't it? So if you have a little bit more down payment or a little bit more equity in your refi and you can catch one of the lower one of the lower coverage requirements, you're going to get a lower premium. Um, so sometimes people are choosing to look into the refis or saving that 200 bucks a month in interest, and they're crossing their fingers that they're going to get an appraisal that al- at least reduces their mortgage insurance, if not eliminate it. And so um, it's really, I mean, that's what the phone calls are all about this week is all those people. So uh, I, I thought... Um, I mean, it's part of the reason we do this show, right? It's a public service. We got to let everybody know that um, this is the time. And I know you're busy. You're busy at work. You're busy at back to school. Uh, You got cheer going on. I got the first cheer thing today. Oh, boy. Yeah, my daughter's (laughs) cheering in her first football game today. Oh, that'd be so when I when I run out of here is because their game starts at eleven in the Tascadero and I got to get there. Yeah, don't get can't, Jason's way. I can't down miss the, the half here. the halftime show. There's a whole <laughs> dance thing. But yeah, anyhow, everybody's so busy right now, and financial transactions like a mortgage refi, I think, are like nobody's favorite thing. I mean, it's probably only above a root canal, right? In things that you should do because you have to do it. But saving lots of money is everybody's favorite thing. Sure. <laughs> sure. But, you know, a lot of times I think people, if they're making their mortgage payment and they're like, hey, we're we're doing good, feels good. I don't want for anything. Um, yeah, you say I could refi, but every time the costs are higher than what we anticipated and then the appraisals, a pain in the butt comes in low and it's not what I thought it was going to be. I can just see people being busy and and then putting it in that light and then just, you know, maybe I'll just maybe next month. So I just want to remind people, don't miss the boat here. This is the this is the season. Uh rates are low, values are high. Um, save some money. You could be my next like my next share here on Mortgage Matters about somebody <laughs> that I looked at and found how to save five hundred bucks a month. That's pretty awesome. I have another guy that is going from uh, like a 30-year loan to a 15-year loan with a first and a second and all that, and his payment's only going up 500 bucks a month. That's pretty sweet. Usually the 15-year payment's more than $500 a month, more than the 30-year payment. You know what I mean? All right, break time. Let's do the uh, 
first commercial break here this of the show? The first one, yes. How exciting. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. 328- Three five eight. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Never can go wrong with John Hall, George, and Ringo. 
Isn't Ringo playing at the Vina Robles soon? I think so. Yeah. And this all-star band. It'll be kind of fun to see. Yeah. yeah oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Um, Man. We talked away that that first segment with ease. There is some, uh, well, what's been going on? I mean, if you're if you've got any kind of news thing in front of you, you're you're seeing some of the the same stuff we've been seeing for a couple months now, right? A little a little back and forth tariff penalty threats and retaliation threats and this week we well last friday kind of started with china saying well we're gonna we're gonna retaliate with these tariffs and then come what monday or tuesday they came back and said okay we won't let's keep talking and to my knowledge that's really how the week went is just keep pressing towards talking and trying to to come up with agreement um I thought I, the big develop, yeah, the tariff talk seemed to have died down a little this week, which hopefully is good, meaning there's some negotiating going on or something in the background. But the big economic change that I saw this week, you know, we've talked a few weeks in a row about the inverted yield curve mm-hmm. and how that's a sign of recession. And in the last couple of weeks, it's occurred. This event has occurred where the 10-year Treasury note yield drops below the two-year and it does it for a second here, a second there, yes. and then it goes back. This week, it inverted and it stayed inverted, yeah. and it's still inverted. Yeah. So now it's like it's a thing. It's it's we have an inverted yield curve. It's not just like it happened for a moment. Um. So I don't know if that's is that a big deal or I don't think so. I I feel like. I mean, volatility has still been a major thing in the stock market, right? So as the volatility comes, and I know this is the uncertainty about the tariffs, too. This is a big part of it. You've got the Fed thinking about lowering interest rates, potentially starting to kind of change their tune a little bit, also in a way that becomes less predictable. We'll talk about that in a second. But... Then you've got, because of that, you've got a little bit of volatility in the stock market, not knowing whether or not, like, the the future of rates is very predictable. Um, so that's going to create a little bit of volatility. At the same time, you've got the tariff things going on, which could be, I mean, it's kind of going on long enough now, um, could begin to be shaping GDP to some degree. So you got some uncertainty there. So you have those things causing some money to move into the bond market, right? And um, that's where you just start to see that short-term yield um, kind of flip-flopping on its on its usual historical path. So I don't feel like it's too surprising at this point. Uh, I also don't think that um, – I'm not of the camp that means that it's definitely – definitely predicting you know or a catalyst to the recession i'm not buying that yet i mean what it really does is it incentivizes investment into that shorter term yield right it's paying more yeah so which makes sense when you have uncertainty ahead you want to just lock up your money for 
a little bit of time. Sure. I mean, it almost kind of r- the opposite rings true to me that you, you almost just want to lock up your money for a little bit right now because you almost think maybe going forward it could be better. I don't want to lock it up too long. There might be some better opportunity. Well, for a while there, like, you know, I'd have CD with Edward Jones. And they have a one-month, three-month, six-month, nine-month, 12-month, 24-month, and so on terms for a CD, right? And when we were in the increasing rate cycle, I was opting for short terms. Don't lock me up for 18 or 24 months if I'm going to miss 12 months worth of increased rate. Right. So I'm looking at three- and six-month options. Um, and then, but now though, it's like, well, hang on. Um, it's, it's a little bit better to go out a little bit longer because the feds are cutting rates and, you know, the, the shorter term stuff was, and those ones are a little bit different, obviously a little bit different than bonds. Like you're talking about the really short ones were a little bit better. And then it sort of got a belly in the middle and then out, 12 or more months was starting to look a little bit more um, appetizing. But, yeah, I, I think really it means for investors that, you know, you're, the short-term bet, it probably is a good play for you. And if we do end up in a recession, uh, negative interest rates might just be coming. I mean, I don't know. In mm-hmm. which case, uh, taking that shorter – two-year bond yield at the higher rate might prove to be the silly thing if you could have got 10 and worked yourself through the whole cycle of the negative interest rate thing that might be coming yeah i, heard I mean a I, lot don't, of, I don't know i Just heard guessing. a lot of talk this week about you know yields going to zero if not negative which is just crazy to me again given the other economic numbers that we see um you know, as far as jobs and GDP and all that stuff, I mean, all of it's, I'd say, good at its worst. It's not bad, right? <laughs> yeah. um, one of the things I clipped to talk about this morning was that second quarter GDP um, was revised slightly lower from 21 to 2%, which really was the forecast. But here's the, here's the part that you got to kind of read two times. Um, the main strength here is in consumer spending. And as we know, I mean, we like to point this out all the time on the show. It's a, it's a fact worth repeating, but, uh, two thirds of the economy here is based on consumer spending. Um, consumer spending was revised from 4.3% to 4.7%. That is crazy good. Um, that consumer spending number within the GDP report there, uh, that one, that that's the fastest since the fourth quarter of 14. So the consumer spending money, that's a bright spot. They lead the charge in GDP, and we're seeing one of the best readings that we've had in over five years as we are breaking down, a, you know, the – that look there, kind of wild. Anyhow, GDP was 3.1% for the first quarter, and 
Um, so that's a little bit off, right? Go from 3.1 down to 2 here at the second pass. But they've tired it to um, they've tied it to business, obviously to some degree, and then manufacturing and housing. Those those numbers are are down a little bit in terms of the country's GDP, and um, but altogether, it doesn't sound bad to me. No. Consumers still relatively confident. Um, let's uh, let's go ahead and do the break. I got some. Okay. I got some real estate stuff to talk about here, and then we're going to be welcoming in this hotshot, Wes Burke from Compass. Right on. Yeah, it feels weird to say. Long time. It's nice to see Wes here. Wes isn't talking yet. He's he's going to wait until he is properly introduced. (laughs) Um, In fact, his microphone's not on, so don't even try to talk to him. All right, we're going to do a quick break here. We'll be back in just a minute with more Mortgage Matters. It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. Three five eight. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. 
Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Welcome. All right. For a there we yeah. are. Little Huey, listen to the news. Um. So, my good buddy Wes is here today, which is a real honor. Um, thank you, Wes, for coming in today. Well, gosh, thanks for having me, you guys. It's been a long time since you've been here. It's been a long time since I've been on the show. I we were just chatting. You know, you guys are in a new a new studio for me. Wait, you haven't been here? I have not been in this not studio. In this studio. We got the kick-ass Dude, view we've been me here. here for three years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Three yeah. years? The last time we were still over on Zach Lane. Yeah. You've been here oh, for really? three years. That I mean, I'm a guessing. Yeah, it's been three years. I'm a, I'm a known yeah. exaggerator, so let me yeah, check. Yeah, no, it's three. It's three. Yeah, okay. Actually, it's a little over three. We came over in July. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, been a long time. Yeah. Um. All right, so. Uh, for, for those of you that are uh, following along, we we had Greg Astle called in a couple weeks ago, and in like the closing two minutes of the show, tried to like squeak in this quick announcement here that Patterson Realty had become Compass Real Estate, and I of course had already heard this from you, but we haven't, you and I have not had any time to sit down and talk about this, and not that you owe me an explanation, but you totally owe me an explanation. I know. I've, I've, it's felt really awkward, Jason. I mean, the truth is th- these conversations started in, in February. Which is, I feel like I've been cheated on. I, f- I feel like I he wasn't left out. I wasn't consulted. Not to mention I, I can't play those Patterson Realty spots anymore. Yeah, well, imagine how the, the 50 agents that have been dedicated and, and loyal to the Patterson brand over the last 12 years or more. Um, felt when I dropped the the bomb on them as well. So. Oh man! Uh, first thought through my mind, I remember when Peabody and Plum played that game on their agents a couple years ago, and then you landed a big part of their team that was really unhappy that they had dedicated their heart and soul to their brokerage, only to have their broker sign them up for a new team that they didn't want to be a part of. And I was like, look at now, Wes is doing the same thing. That was a really hard conversation with those folks in a in a Tascadero specifically because of what they'd been through. Oh yeah. I was really I was I was lucky and I still feel very fortunate though. Um quickly in that conversation, that group of agents saw the value in in the brand sure. that, that Compass is and uh and were able to shift from shock to excitement really quick which is is really how the whole team is has handled this and you know that from being in our office meetings for the last few weeks yeah you know there's there's a whole lot to a transition like this it's really i'm super surprised to be honest with you yeah well i mean well i I shouldn't say it that way there was a good part of me that just (coughs) took a little bit of comfort in the fact that you're not a knucklehead and if if you believed this was the best path forward for the company with a lot of careful consideration over a nice long period i'm sure 
you, yeah. you arrived at a conclusion that isn't going to be too difficult to to sell everybody uh the landscape right yeah and i I think we've we've won the the conversation now the heavy lifting though is is what's challenging you know we have a lot of new systems to learn and we have a lot of logistics to work through we've got you know signs well the upside is if they leave you now they got to go learn somebody else's systems and software and stuff right yeah change change was (laughs) kind of forced on them they they were going to experience change one way or another yeah but i'm i'm really Really grateful that that they've seen the value in the in the vision and, and okay time out around. time out uh, we got a little bit like we're kind of like swooping around to the side door here let's hit this thing straight on Wes Burke bought Patterson Realty uh, right about the time that we started Central Coast Lending and uh, I mean it was it was like within the year right two thousand and seven yeah it was within the year you barely were ahead of us um, and. Patterson Realty, there you are, the number one independent firm here on the Central Coast. The namesake of the Pattersons, been serving the Central Coast here since, what, 1979? Yep. And so anyways, you you nursed this thing to health through that whole, uh, some of the listeners probably recall, but there was a real estate thing that happened in 2007 um, that I'm pretty sure you caused because you bought a real estate company in 2007. Not sure what it felt like. It's like if I wash my car today, it's going to rain. You know what I mean? So you like you there, you went and bought a real estate company, so you popped a bubble there. Uh, in, but so you worked this thing up. In Here, 2007, when I bought the company, there it was 12 agents. Yeah, I was going to say nine. Yeah, one, one office, 12 agents. Um, we were able to grow it through the recession to five offices around the county with um, 49 is the yeah. – technical technically and, and i know that you guys jockeyed back and forth here uh given any month or whatever but you generally accepted as the number one independent agent in the agency in the in the county yeah yeah that's and true. uh then, so then to, these corporate hot shots call you up one day and say hey man give me that well i and, mean you have a way of getting Right, right to the uh, the core of the matter, and the trans- and I'm a transparent guy. So, I, I mean, just to give you a little bit of background about how this all comes to fruition. Since I bought the company in in 2007, the real estate landscape has changed quite a bit, and there's a lot of really well financed organizations out there that are working really hard to gain the attention of the consumer and to capture a share of of the commission dollars. And in that 12 years, um, all of this pressure of disruption has had an impact on on running a brokerage. And the margins for for a broker have been cut in half in that time period. And and I experienced exactly the, the that. So it's, you know, more and more challenging to run a profitable brokerage in this landscape. Agents really are at the core of a transaction and they drive the relationships and they have over that last decade, largely because of outside disruptors and and the competitive nature of of the brokerage business, they have done a really good job uh, maximizing their share of the commission dollar, and that has largely come at the expense of the broker's cut. I the love the way you phrase that. Dance right around it. Basically, salespeople figured out how to get paid more. Yeah. Broker gets paid less. At, at the broker's expense, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know that some of the models, too, are 
like those franchise models where you just pay a franchise fee transactionally for the to be a part of the bigger umbrella that's got some name recognition, you know, brand and logo recognition, but also um, some more advertising dollar and other things like that. Um, I and granted, I, I don't have a, a really big vantage point here, but I had no idea who Compass Real Estate was. I had to look it up. Well, yeah, and I, I think that's true for a fair number of folks on the Central Coast, but that is certainly not true in the major markets across the country. Okay. So we'll get there, but let's let's continue to lay a little bit of foundation for, for the conversations. I think it'll help make sense. So in in attempting always to to maximize the efficiencies of the business and, and look at delivering the best tools and resources for our agents, which really at the end of the day is the broker's job, right? That's what I'm in business for. The agents are my are my customers, and it's my job not only to create an environment where they can thrive, but to deliver tools and resources that empower them to do their jobs with more efficiency, to serve their clients um, with better resources, better a higher level of professionalism, and and that's always the objective. So over the years, in in attempting to deliver on that promise, we've taken a pretty hard look at just about every model out there. Right? We've looked at all the major franchises, um, and frankly, they held they held no appeal to us. We have done a phenomenal job, if I can say so, in curating um, an in, an environment and and a toolbox for our agents that really has been um, top of the market. You know, our marketing, our approach to marketing um, was out of the box when when we put it together years ago. We we deliver very high quality um, marketing materials, online presence, etc. So most of what we looked at when when we um, explored the franchise. We're options not doing it as good as you already. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We felt like we were kind of doing it better than them anyway. So all of the, all of a sudden you're looking at paying these big franchise fees and, and, and not really gaining any, anything in return. So none of that ever really uh, attracted, uh, attracted us. And then the other thing that, that was kind of, it's been going on for about the last decade as well, kind of simultaneously, you mentioned some of it. So there's, there's these discount brokerage models, right? Agents yeah. can go to work for these brokers that are in, you know, some far reach of the state. Don't, they don't have any physical presence in, in any of the markets, but the agents can pay nominal fees and, and technically house their, their license to sell under these brokers for, you know, in a very inexpensive way. They're basically responsible for everything that they do on their own in terms of building marketing. So there's there's really no, you know, it's tough for an agent to, to work Yeah, they, they maximize their share of the commission, but they've completely diminished the support they're getting by any kind of company. Right, exactly. And, but that's had an impact on the market. And then at the same time, you've got organizations that, like I mentioned, are really well-funded like Zillow. Zillow, they did one thing really, really well when um, when <laughs> they've done a few things better when the when the when the internet really clearly got the backbone to be a resource for the consumer, they won that race. They beat the real organized real estate at getting the kind of information in front of the yeah. consumers on a nationwide basis that the and consumer And then you guys wanted. started paying them to be a part of their thing, stoking the fire of the enemy. 
Oh, giving them the data to to yeah. do it. We and gave then them the, the money. Data. You gave them the data and then gave them the money. Yeah, and so the the model there is not agent centric, and this is really the core of the of the matter. What they're trying to do, and others like them, um, the the Redfins and Zillows of the world, they are trying to go direct to the consumer, gain the consumer's attention and wallet. And then they will kind of offer the agent a little piece of the pie. It's a radically reduced piece I of the pie. I see this as like – it's like the government equivalent of the mortgage office, right? Like these guys are – because we, we're dealing with the same thing in the mortgage business. And it's funny is that they they want to be in our profession. Like, oh, we're over here. We're lenders. Uh, by the way, every lender you know sucks. And you don't need somebody like that. You don't need an overpaid, quote unquote, professional. This stuff, most of the time, the idea of it is kind of like the rocket mortgage thing, right? Push button, get mortgage. Why would you be so silly as to involve somebody else in the middle of this thing? Just pay less. And so we see that. But so they're ironic that they're diminishing us as a profession while they try to gobble the very market share they're after. Um. And I think, honestly, most consumers kind of realize that at some point or another, don't they? Oh, yeah, I think so. They do. Until, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get on a whole rant about this, but I think this is what's one of the things that's wrong with society today is that we go to the low price thing, right? We're like the, we're like the rats with the little nicotine feeder. We go to it until it ends up killing us. We go to it until we don't have a bookstore in town anymore. Right. We go to it until we've ran out the last sporting goods store. Now the only option is this corporate chain that, that kind of sucks. Right. We like, we chased off all of the, the real, like, remember when you were a kid, when you went to the sporting goods store? A dude that like ran the sporting goods store was like a family man. That dude was a hero, man. He had like the top quality stuff because he was a he was an athlete himself. And it was, you know, and today it's like, you know, well, here's big five. You can get a glove for fourteen ninety nine. It's a total piece of crap. Everybody agrees, but it's only fifteen bucks. What do you expect? You know, that's we traded all that. We went cheap and gave up gave up the professional career guy, ran them all off, and now we're dissatisfied with what we we're left with. Well, it's I mean, it's kind of one of the challenges with capitalism in general. It tends to be a race for the it's a race to the bottom. It is. We're you know, we're price hungry and it's a race to the cheapest product available. and, And but there's a major problem with that approach in real estate. The consumer, while they do want access to data online to empower themselves to make smarter decisions, At the end of the day, when they are ready to transact, they want the help of a local professional. Yeah. And that is not going to change, in my opinion. The the real estate transaction these days is radically complicated. It's very, very risky. And it's a transaction that for most people is the biggest financial transaction that they take part of in their entire life. They are not going to navigate this with some – um, foreign country call-in service line through a, a monster online outfit like Zillow. That's not how they're going to navigate a you, transaction. Yeah, but do you ever worry that you're just getting old, dude? No, I know I am. These I kids today, though, they're they're doing everything. So they're just being conditioned that, 
Like you still bring with you the lens of valuing what somebody knows. These guys are starting to all believe it's like it's all self service. It all is. What do you? What you self serve at the grocery store. You self serve at the gas station. You self serve with your ride home. But not only yourself. that, but I can I can Uber Eats myself right. some Taco Bell, man. <laughs> They'll bring it to me here. And and like everything just becomes down to like we're doing a really good job of convincing these next generations that like that's a that's a laughable thing from yesteryear. You know, like I believe firmly in my heart that in 50 years, like you're going to be telling your great great grandkids, like they're going to be laughing at the like outrageous idea that you used to pilot your own car could you imagine there was accidents we had cops giving tickets and there was people dying and there was these issues with duis and there was seatbelt rules and you weren't allowed to text you know and they would just be like you you guys were like you you drove a car (laughs) you know did you have to hand crank it from the front like, it'd just be baffling because that'll be such a distant memory. And I just worry that we're just ushering everything towards that no, way. No, I, I mean, I, I think you're right. But my my entire point the is, is that that is not true for a real estate transaction. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's going to be. We've watched it change radically. You know, we used to get people, they would come in and sit down across the desk from us. They would uh, bring in their financial statements how much they made, what their income was. We we were the front line in pre-qualifying folks for for a purchase and then we would give them, you know, printed data sheets from the multiple listing service and we'd go show them 30 or 40 properties and help them acclimate to the market, you know, get build that market knowledge to the point where they were ready then, they felt empowered enough with with information and and the support of their agent to to transact. And we've watched it change radically. Now what happens instead, the consumer comes in. They are already pre-qualified. They already know the micro market in which they want to buy a house. And they know often better than we do the, the statistics for that micro market. They know how – they know what's on the market. They know what's recently sold. They know what the values are. They know price per square foot. And often they come in and they say – we're ready to buy this home at 123 Main Street. Can you show it to us? So, yes, it's changed radically. But at the end of the day, when it comes time to transact, they still engage a local professional. And while they may have – Is that just thanks to our legal system, by the way? Well, it, it certainly is empowered by the the – legal complications of a transaction. There's no doubt about it. And that's where the consumer does not come in with their chest puffed out, acting like they know more than the real estate professional. Right. Sometimes they do with regards to the market sure. data, but transactionally, they know darn good and well, unless there's somebody that buys and sells a house a few times a year, that the the process is complicated. They need the help of the realtor, they need the help of the title and a professional lender, and they lean on those professional services. And at the end of the day, that is what differentiates Compass. The entire model is agent-centric. It's all built around supporting the agent in their capacity to assist the consumer, and that's why I believe they will win the race. Disruption is the name of the game. Compass is a disruptor. But they're doing so while empowering the realtor to stay at the center of the transaction, and they're empowering the agent with the best 
tools and resources to ultimately do a better job serving the consumer. Dang. We we only have a couple minutes left here before we have to do this this uh have to take it break. Um but I've got questions, Wes. Well, I I hope that I can I mean I hope that I have some answers. It's uh it's been a whirlwind. You've probably already been asked all the questions, right? I mean, are you're not expecting me to ask you anything that nobody else has asked you so far. Jason, if I know you, you will ask me things nobody else has asked <laughs> so far. I have a lot of questions, Wes. Pretty curious, honestly. Yeah. Um, and shocked. Can I just still say that I'm just still shocked? Um, I was contractually bound, Jay. As much as I wanted to share. No, I understand and, that. I get it. And get your feedback along the way. Boy, there were sure some times I could have used some counsel from you. We're, yeah. Darn contracts. See, it's this legal environment and forcing people into doing things they don't want to do. Um, but yeah, I'm super curious. Uh, the things that I'm, I'll give you a little precursor here leading into the break just so you, you know. What what we're going to talk about? I'm sure there's some things I'm going to ask you that you're just going to say I'm not answering that. Um, but a dude, you sold the number one independent brokerage in the county into this behemoth company. How rich are you? Don't answer now. Mm-hmm. B, um, did you just unionize? Is that what you did? You just joined this whole strength and numbers thing, like the old "if you can't beat them, join them." Because uh, you know that I, I get that too. Um. Jim's waving at me, so I won't even ask you my my uh, my C and D, but they're coming. So I'm excited. Let's get through this break. We'll get Wes back on here and hash it out. Stick around for more Mortgage Matters. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Welcome back, everybody. Um, so, we have Wes Burke in the studio of Compass Real Estate. I'm going to have to get used to saying that. Did you throw away all your Patterson crap? I did. It was really weird. But, yeah, I threw, threw away all my old business Really cards. ugly umpire-looking polo thing that was black and white. Um, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> all of our collateral was attractive. <laughs> no, it wasn't. All of our collateral. The swag, man. So all the Patterson stuff's all been thrown out and yeah, replaced. Well, 
some of it might be collector's items. You know, I doubt it. I think it has no value. <laughs> As soon as the end of the year, that refrigerator <coughs> magnet's going away with the rest of it. Um, so, I, I just, I, I want to make sure that we keep this conversation. Um, I'm really interested in the in that consumer piece too, right? Like, how does it affect that in consumer? You've done a pretty good job talking about that so far, but uh, I did threaten you with a couple of good questions. And so here comes the first one. Um, dude, you dropped a bomb on your staff of 50 people that you made an executive decision for all. And uh, so how many of them split after all this? I am so happy to report that we have um, 100% retention. Everybody is sticking around. Everybody's excited. And I think that really speaks to the value of what Compass has done and, and what they're bringing to the table. So. It, I, I'll just give you one example of how this is a phenomenal model for for the consumer. So um, because folks on the Central Coast probably aren't very familiar with Compass yet, just a touch of background there, um, they're basically a startup. They, they positioned themselves early on as a tech firm, and they raised a whole bunch of Silicon Valley money in the beginning, which was about 2014 for them. To date, they've raised over $1.5 billion. So an organization that has capitalized that well has um, some tools in their kit that are new to the real estate industry. And they are really, like I said, they're, they're trying to empower the agents um, ultimately so that the consumer can have an improved experience. And just one program that I think really does a good job exemplifying that strategy is called the Comp the Compass Concierge Program. Through this program, a home seller that's working with one of our agents is now now has a resource that if that home is in need of some updating to maximize the return in selling that property, Compass Concierge will pay for those home improvements up front. And then they get reimbursed on the back end when the transaction closes. So now if, if, if our agents come in and say, you know, your home would be worth $50,000 more if we spent twenty grand and redid the landscape and painted the interior and did carpet, then now that home seller is in a position where those improvements can be made and they don't have to write – they don't have an out-of-pocket expense. That's smart and you couldn't do that. Um, no, we don't have the we but don't if have you're, the bankroll. But it, but you, exactly. But I'm saying like it, from the position of Compass being able to do that, if you've got the bankroll and that's not the worry, I just make sure that you have a little bit of a protected equity position. You could put a mechanics lien on it if you needed to, right? And you're pretty sure the thing is going to sell. Um, I'm sure there's a fudge factor for whether your list price gets met or not based on the improvements, you know, so it probably works a little bit like lending does and looking at the equity, but that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, obviously there's a legal piece to this, right? I mean, Compass isn't looking to just throw money down the drain, no. but the process is streamlined. In many cases, these decisions are made in 48 hours and there are, um, there's a lot of benefit locally, um, 
uh, as well through this program. So, you know, we've always had a list of affiliates that we work with, contractors and, and service folks that we've had good experiences with over the years. We've put together kind of a directory of preferred service providers. And now they can basically they can become pre-qualified with Compass. They share with Compass some of their work history, their licensing, their insurance, um, and they become um, pre-qualified for this concierge program. And it really helps streamline the, the, the process for the consumer. And so now the, you know, the agent's empowered to basically go in and, and help the consumer navigate these home improvements that lead to a substantially higher sales price and more profit for everybody across the, across the transaction, right? The sales price is higher. That means the commission's higher. The seller's putting more money in their pocket. The agents are putting more money in their pocket. It's a, it's a win across the board. The local service providers well, often, are getting the work. Oftentimes, too, um, the buyer is going to be getting a better product in a spot where they don't usually have the money or borrowing power at that point to do like a renovation loan or something like that to solve those wish list items anyway. So even even the buyer is likely winning in that. Um, I'm curious, though, does it bridge some of that renovation thing? Like if you ended up... Some of those transactions we see, like your deal just becomes unlendable because of termite issues or something, and then you end up at this impasse in the contract because the seller doesn't have the money to fix it until they sell it. Termite company is not going to go bang out a bunch of work without getting paid, and the buyer isn't going to move forward in good faith you know, or can't because of their loan. Does it bridge that, or is it cherry picking people with tons of equity for a new lawn? No, it it can work in that regard, but it has to the the sequence of events has to line up, right? So Compass isn't going to step in and and help a seller navigate during a request for repair once there's already a contract in place. The whole idea here is to create value for the consumer up front, and sure. and so if a consumer if if a home seller knows that they're going to have a $15,000 termite bill because you walk around the house and you can see there's problems. Um, it may be possible to use this program prior to listing to address those issues before you bring the property onto the market. The, the one thing that this this program won't do is anything that's, that's – um, that's highly structural. So they don't, they're not going to pay for you to move walls and things like that. And, and that's all just because the data shows, you know, where the low hanging fruit is in terms of getting a property ready for market. Right. And, and adding a a bedroom, the expense associated with that, the, the risk associated with permitting and and all of those things. um, It it just makes this not a fit for that. But today when you pull up one of those houses, that's got that, the ugly old white square tile thing that makes up the countertop and it just screams the 80s and everybody sees that and is like, oh, the counter's unfortunate. That could be a pretty big deal. Yeah, it, it really can. And, I, and I'm I'm very excited about this and I, I think it's a, a great way to get the consumer's attention and start to understand kind of the the direction that Compass is coming from. And, you know, I, it, there are many, many other programs that, that – you know, we probably shouldn't even get into here, but suffice it to to say that it's a model that is um, certainly gotten the attention of the broader real estate industry. So, Compass their their objective is twenty percent market share in the top twenty 
markets across the country by 2020. And they're well on their way to that. Just um, some interesting, slightly more local information or statistics. You know, you you have probably heard of Compass acquiring um, both agents and real estate firms across the state of, of California. Mm-hmm. There are um, right now in the Bay Area about 6,000 Compass agents. Um, Doesn't Compass now hold like one in three licenses in the state of California? One in three licenses in the state of California and and a third of the gross commission income in the state of California now is um, is with Compass agents. So that's a, a very short amount of time to get some really unbelievable traction. Dude. <laughs> Are you a little freaked out that they may have like overshot it and – no, I, I, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to trust that the big money, um, is smart money and a company that's raised $1.5 billion is showing smart money, something about their long-term plan that is exciting. Kind of, except for the problem is, is that everybody was winning in the last 10 years of real estate. You could trip over yourself and buy a house in the last 10 years and you won. So are they going to be too big to navigate when the market corrects and they got all this fancy high-dollar stuff laying around? It certainly doesn't feel like it. The the one thing that's been really a blast about working with Compass um, is they are still really in startup mode, and it's exciting. You know, the Compass has staff. The staff-to-agent ratio is one to five right now. Um, the wow. and the staff is is some of the the youngest brightest minds in the country and it, it's really fast paced it's ever changing it's very responsive to the agents and the and the agents needs and it it feels even though they are as big as they are as quickly as it's happened they're still very nimble and responsive. Um, and it's just it's a blast, you know. I, I feel like the problem with real estate is the major players have been stuck in in a traditional model that's a hundred years old, and there really hasn't been anything very exciting um, going on with internally in the, in the real estate industry. And I I think this is an exception, and and I think that you know that's why we. We're seeing 100% retention through this change, and that's why our agents are really excited to start to deliver these tools and resources uh, to our consumers here locally. Does everybody that joins Compass just have this idea that when the IPO drops, you're going to win on the tech dollar, like, you know, just get paid heavy? Well, I mean, this is another benefit that Compass brings to the agents, right? The agents have the uh, the opportunity to become owners in Compass. So they can, um, at their discretion, they can choose to take their commission dollars or a percentage of their commission dollars in equity in Compass. And obviously there are a lot of folks out there that anticipate eventually Compass will IPO and um, and there's – you know, a lot of optimism about what that might look like. So um, I think over half of the, the agents in Compass right now are taking some amount of their commission in the form of equity. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that uh, that's an exciting play. That's new. <clears throat> that's an exciting play, yeah. That's new. Man. 
And Compass actually um, incents that that program to the tune of about they, they put about for every dollar of equity um, an agent uses their commission to purchase, you get a dollar thirty in in equity in in Compass. Dang. Huh? Are they taking on lenders? Well, I certainly think that lending is a part of the overall real estate landscape, and and I think Compass has. Um, oh yeah, I didn't even ask you that yet. Are you going to have some in-house lender BS now, where I get I get run off of even getting to be around because you sold out? No. Okay. Not yet. Right. Anyway, then it's all good. <laughs> Not re- yet. Anyway, re- what does that mean? Well, it means I'm no longer at the helm, Jay. So oh, so they can just tell you, hey, yet. here comes your here comes your in-house lender. Found this guy on Craigslist. He's paying ten G's a month desk rent over here. <laughs> Has his, start, has his, start saving your money. Has his logo running on the iPad in the kitchen. Oh, man. Seen it all. All right, we got to do commercial break here. Do you got more to add, or should we just get rid of you? You got more to add. Um, I can stick around for a short amount of time, maybe till the, till the hard break at the half hour, but then I do have to run. Okay. Uh, let's do a quick break, and we'll be back with more Mortgage Matters. Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending in just seconds. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 
972-672-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Sun is hot and that old clock is moving slow, and so am I. Workday passes like molasses in wintertime, but it's July. I'm getting paid by the hour and older by the minute. My boss just pushed me over the limit. I'd like to call him something. I think I'll just call it a day. Hey, I like this song. Uh, And I bet you picked this because Wes must have said July. Because Wes and Alan Jackson say July the same way. Yeah, okay. July. July. I I thought it was because of the mention of the boss, which I now have one. That's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Labor Day and... You know. Yeah, how's that work out, dude? You haven't had a, the bobs breathing down your neck in a long time. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm still getting used to it. It's different for sure. Do you have to put together TPO reports and whatnot? <laughs> no, I'm. I'm actually not an employee of Compass. I'm just an agent now. Are all the agents of Compass paid 10.99? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. You guys are still sneaking that one through, huh? You know that's that's a model that's certainly under fire. There are active lawsuits around the country on uh, on in in that regard right now. Oh, I, we switched a good long while ago. Like I think we're even clear of all the whole thing. And we made the same argument you guys make about why it's legitimate to be independent contractors. Um, and there's a strong argument for that, by the way. But I think the the biggest thing not really because when so. you well when you hold a real estate license, you can work only for one person. Yeah, but you don't you don't tell them when they show up or what they have to do every day or, you know, they kind of craft their own business plan and do their own thing independently. I know it can be argued, but, you know, ultimately for us, HUD requires loan officers to be employees. Right. It can be argued successfully because that we've won some really big lawsuits in in this arena already. You know, as I mentioned, others are coming, but um, so far. The real estate industry has been successful in de- in defending that model, and you know I, I think at the end of the day the reality is it's it's good for the agent, it's arguably mm, good for man. the consumer, but it's it's I like that probably we, not best for the broker. Dude, I like that we pay our people W two and have for a long long time. I'll tell you why for a few reasons. Number one, it opened up healthcare for us in a big way to be able to have a package that went for W two employees because a package to independent contractors was not good. <laughs> But number two, most of these commission people have fluctuating income and they suck 
at paying their taxes, their quarterlies, and so then they get behind the eight ball with the IRS. And so your top producers oftentimes coming in bellyache and tax trouble trying to scrape together deals in April because they just found out they owe 80000 bucks. And so I like that we smoothed that out for our people. Um, yeah, and then otherwise we're able to do things like 401k. It's just other benefits to it, but, um, you know, anyway. I was just curious. doesn't matter. So you guys are still doing that cowboy style. Yep. And uh, what else? Um, I mean, you technology giant, right? Is this going to squeeze out Zillow? Does this choke Zillow out? You know, it's it's certainly an objective. Is there anything in your contract that says that you can no longer pay Zillow that, like, annoying fee that puts you on their listing page and makes you the preferred realtor? No, no, not at all. And and in fact, there's you know still syndication that goes to Zillow and and that sort of thing, which we could spend. But a why, whole if show you're already taking about. a third of the market share of California, don't you start to choke these guys out at their roots? Yeah, and I I do think that that's a real possibility. And certainly, um, Compass is attempting to become the trusted go-to site for the consumer. But you know, at the end of the day, wait a minute, say that again. There's a site. Zillow-esque that I can go to on Compass? Sure. Go to Compass.com. Check it out. All the local listings What's are there. What's it do? Well, it's it's just kind of like uh, all of the other sites, right? It syndicates all the multiple listing data. And, and um, I, I happen to think, and I'm still getting familiar with it and, and learning the resources, but um, I, I think it's some of the slickest technology out there. I think that- Just tell me what my house is worth? I'll play with it, Jay. There's all kinds of stuff on there. Right. I think aesthetically- um, you know, it's it's very user friendly. I think they've done a really good job with the aesthetics of it. It's very intuitive. It knows me pretty well. It's like find the neighborhood for you: New York City, the Hamptons, South Florida. I mean, I'm feeling bougie now. Boston. There you go. Find my neighborhood. <laughs> well, it's um, it, it's it's a lot, you know, and and I think at the end of the day, that's the that's where we are right now is in the middle of this transition. We we're replacing yard signs everywhere. Everybody's getting used to. I saw one on my drive home yesterday. Saw a compass sign out in the road. Good. Well, you're going to start to see a lot of them. Looked like uh, a black sign that had like one line of the uh, like the spinning hourglass thing on it. What's the logo? Um, that's the the compass needle. Pointing, yeah. pointing me like north, northeast. There you go. North, northwest. <coughs> north, Sorry northeast. Sorry about the cough, you guys. Sorry about that. Yeah, Doc Holiday, man. You gotta, you gotta get take care of that somehow. You got some inflamed bronchioles, it seems. Yeah, I'm working on it. Maybe the long weekend and some rest will. There you go. We'll do I'm, that good. If I know you, you're going to rest up She's going to have more rest <laughs> now that he's not having to be the main guy, right? <laughs> that's that's the theory. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. Okay. I don't know. I was telling Wes during the break is that I still have a pretty good view of uh, of the, the team over there. And, um, man, change is never easy. And Amen. You've got um, – Sometimes, you know, it's kind of like the sore thumb, too. Like, you hit it with the hammer, and then you're smacking the thing into walls and stuff all day long. Like you might even hit it into a car door now, just because why not? So you guys are good as, like, Murphy's Laws got you having little challenges with things that weren't even going to bug anybody 
a month ago that now is like gotta just every time there's a little wrinkle, you guys just gotta be going, what in the heck? But I mean, challenge is difficult. Well, and, and I, I have to give Compass credit again. You know, they I, I mentioned the the agent to staff ratio, and and boy, that's that's sure glowing in in full color right now. I mean, they've got a, an integration team that's that's out here, and and they're working really. Uh, amazingly with our agents and there's there's constant classes going on you know where the agents are learning all the the tools and resources you know how to put together a market analysis how to use the concierge program how to how to use the you know all of the the other um the tools and resources that compass delivers and it's uh it's quite it, it's quite impressive um both what they offer but also how what a great job that that they're doing in this transition and the and the integration and and helping our agents through this because as as you said you know change is never a ton of fun but it's exciting when um when you get to um when you get to leverage all of these new tools and resources and you feel em- empowered and what we what we're seeing is that there's a reinvigoration uh, that the agents are experiencing, you know. Well, you and I were having lunch a year ago or so, and you were talking about, you know, dropping in a new CRM and, you know, trying to bring some more value software that that the the clients and the agents, everybody involved, just enjoys because we're moving in that direction. This the technology is amazing. You have to learn how to get it into your business. Um, so I mean, you you kind of you took the the elevator here on the technology, yeah, right? You we were, did. Yeah, you were at stair one, and then you decided to skip that and take the elevator. So you guys now what you're got the tech giant behind you in terms of that. So that's got to feel pretty good. It really does. And and the other piece that's really interesting is that that they're wise enough to know that for successful conversions, the smart thing to do because change is overwhelming is to deliver the tools and resources, educate the the agents on how to really use this stuff to do more business, to do a better job in their relationship with their consumers, while not disrupting as much as you can not disrupt in the environment. And, and what that means is we get to continue to run our operation just like we've run it for the last 12 years. So staff didn't change. We still have our office meetings on Tuesday. It's still Keisha and I leading those meetings. Um, when, if you were to come into our office, the only change you would notice is the collateral is no longer Patterson Realty. Now it's Compass. But otherwise, it's operations, you know, just as usual. And just, I think that that gives the agents some some comfort. But it has also inspired, you know, the folks to get um, out of their pajamas and back into the office and um, and participate in, in these programs. And it's, uh, it's given the agents an opportunity to reconnect with one another. Um, I'm really, really excited that we've added Colleen Clark to our our roster. She and I have a very long relationship. We used to work together at the real estate group, you know, 15 years ago, um, and and I'm very excited that that she's come over. Um, and and as I've as I've said uh, over the last couple minutes, the energy the in the office right now is phenomenal. There's just a there's an excitement that um, that we haven't had in a long time, and it feels really good. Everyone feels very plugged in and and reinvigorated. And um, I, I think that at the end of the day, as challenging as change is, if if you can achieve that as an outcome, then it's probably worth it. Dang, 
Well, you either made the best decision of your life or the worst one. I can't wait to see what it was. Well, it's going to take a it's going to take a while. Um, I've sure got my fingers crossed, and I'm very optimistic. But you're right; it it is it will prove to either be the the best decision or the worst. I I don't know that there's room in the middle for a for for much. But no, it doesn't seem like there's an awful lot of room in the middle. Um, but I mean, you guys, that's that interesting thing, you know, where it's. Be on the leading edge of the tech package and the consumer experience and the employee support and have all of that um, or don't or keep trying to to build it like yourself for one small company. I mean, when we I mean, obviously, we're we're against the behemoths in our business, too. Right. I mean, I, I Wells Fargo is who beats us in the county consistently. And just because, you know, you're you. Seven-year-old could tell you what their their logo is. You know what I mean, right? Um, I remember my kids were like two or three before they could really even make great sentences. <laughs> they could identify corporate logos, no problem. Oh gosh! But so that's Wells Fargo, right? That's that's what we're up against. But luckily, the lending business. I mean, Quicken's trying this rocket nonsense, but the lending business just isn't the technology thing. Um, you know, nobody's like setting the curve and, and shattering what it does right now. I mean, we're we've been spending a lot of time on a bit of a tech overhaul for our company just to make sure that we're not slipping behind. Um, but I feel that pressure, you know, of being an independent and um, you know, it's a little bit different, I think, in the finance world because of the the unique structure we have as a company allows us to have the execution with multiple different banks, which does not only open us up the the variety of product offering, but even just amazing pricing, being able to find the best of the best for the cream of the crop borrower, um, you know, those that puts us on unique footing. But um otherwise I'd Man, I I also am just a little bit sad, man. You were you were one of the independents fighting the corporate world, and now, well, technically we we are still independent. I mean, Compass is in fact the largest independent, uh, other than their bill and a half, <laughs> their one and a half billion. They've got uh, just chilling. Yeah, that's a lot of billion. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we still kind of think of ourselves as, as local and, and independent. I mean, that's how we're going to continue to operate. You guys have really it's still changed the same your people. Logo. It's the same people. And, and, you know, we're just going to have a, a, a substantial amount of horsepower behind us now. And I think that that's exciting. I think the agents get it. Um, they, you know, they still, uh, come in and, and lean on me and lean on Keisha just like they always have. And we're, we're still, you know, the local folks living in the in the neighborhoods here with everyone else, and we'll continue to uh, to do our best to serve these communities. And and now we feel like we've got some tools and resources that are going to empower us to to do that better. You're such a great talker. <laughs> I I've known you basically since that that inception of our business era back then, and uh, you're my favorite person to listen to talk. I remember being in the car with Wes, hearing him talk to people when we'd be driving together and be like, man, I wish I could talk like that guy. I still feel that way. Well, thanks, Jay. <laughs> All right. Um, Wes, thank you, and congratulations. I appreciate it. I appreciate the chance to come and, and chat with you about it. Um, I would really appreciate the chance to you know go get a beer and talk to you privately about it. 
I quit drinking. Okay. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'll drink beer. With, <laughs> I'll drink beer with you. Um, yeah. Um, but man, thank you. I, you know, like I said, Greg called in and kind of teased this out at the end, and I figured, um, you know, everybody makes their mind up pretty quick about things, right? Like, I mean, you told me, dude, we became Compass, and I said, how rich are you? <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's what, that's what I, I, I want to know. If I you wish, sell out, you get paid, right? No, that's not how it works, actually. <laughs> I, I wish it were, but it is not. Um, but, yeah, so anyhow, it's just nice because I think a lot of people wonder, you know, what's the deal? Why did it happen? What's the advantage? Um, you said a lot of cool stuff today. I'm going to hang my hat on the fact that none of your agents left you. So they sat and listened to you when I would think that some of them would have just walked out immediately, especially given the recent history with some of those agents. But, um, I mean, they trust you and your guidance and your leadership and the fact that they've, that, that you have a hundred percent retention so far, by the way, I don't think that's probably going to continue. Just <laughs> well, I, prepare yourself. I believe that it will, Jay. It's not. I mean, even if one agent just leaves just because we the did grass such a great looks job. greener we somewhere else. We nearly made it through. Wes, you have to know in your heart that at least one person could leave. I, I know that they could, but I really think now <laughs> that the agents are exposed to the model, it's so exciting, Jay. I know. These, the, everyone's really excited to start to, to use this stuff in their business, and, and I think that uh, the at the end of the day, the consumer is going to hey, reap the benefit, and that is what makes l- the difference. Listen to me, Wes. You are a smart guy. You're among the smartest guys I know. And more importantly, but that's not why you're successful. You're successful in part because you're smart, but mostly because you you do people. You value people. You value doing the right thing. You, um, The people that are around you know that they can trust you and that you're always going to take them um, in a place that you believe in your heart's the best thing to do. And that's why your agent's stuck around. And uh I even though you didn't talk to me about it, and I, you know, I couldn't be excited in advance the way that I probably would have been if you told me sooner. But uh, you know, you you gave it careful thought and made a, a good decision. And it's too late now. You swallowed that pill. You're gonna have to see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> it's so far, it's been it's been a blast, and I think it's only gonna get better as we go. And I really appreciate the chance to come on and chat with you guys about it and um, get the word out. All right, thank you. Um, man, I almost just said Patterson Realty. Uh, the artist formerly known as Patterson Realty, Wes Burke <laughs> from Compass Real Estate. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. All right, we're gonna do a final commercial break here. The show. I'm gonna hug my friend goodbye, and we'll be back in a minute here to wrap it up. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. 
Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328 Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number. 328358. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. I just found this uh, Questa Fall Community Programs uh, yeah. class schedule here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was with my wife Thursday, I think it was. We were in the car together. I saw a person that had a Questa College alumni license plate frame. Wow. I told the old lady. I said, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Proud Questa alumni. You did You did a turn at Questa too, didn't you? Some Questa, yeah. It's a great school. It's changed a lot since i went there there's all kinds of new buildings and oh yeah yeah. i mean it's it's changed I i've saw, been out there lately because my kids are taking swim lessons at the pool this summer oh yeah it's a nice little pool there they finally fixed all those leaks yeah they did they shut it down last year and they reopened it this year and it's better than ever um i had a great time in Cuesta. lots of Lots of course offering. I was able to bang out everything I needed to go to Cal Poly. Yeah. And it was so affordable. So affordable. 
Um, I saw this week California's making now year one and two for first-time college students are free tuition to go to Cuesta. Oh, really? It was already for local students. For one year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, so now you go for two years as long as you're a first-time college student waiving the tuition on it. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I got... Because, you know, Mel and I got married before we went to Cuesta. So I got like a board of governors waiver, like the bog waiver or something, I think they called it, where I didn't have to pay tuition anyway. I just pay the unit fee. Yeah. Uh, but units are a lot more than they were back then. Yeah, they were pretty cheap. I remember it was school. like 13 bucks a unit, yeah, I think, I when I say. started. Yeah. Exactly. And it's more than that now. It's like 40 bucks a unit or something. Still affordable way to get those general ed courses Especially taken Especially if you're a first-time student, you can go for free for two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw this meme yesterday on the internet, and it was about free college. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't even want to hear about your student loan debt problem because you went to college. You should have went to college first. Junior college. Yeah. Or junior college first. Got some of that out of the way. And yeah. by the way... Yeah. Yeah. You're smarter than me, so figure it out. Not my problem. Yeah. And I just kind of laughed. Because I don't like all that. You know, we're going to pay off those loans. I think you guys took the loans on. Hey, it's I your ha- responsibility. I haven't paid my loan off yet. Yeah. And I totally could. It's one of the only write-offs I have. Yeah. I totally could pay it off. It's down to like 15000 bucks now after all these years. And uh, but I'm, I'm holding on to that puppy now. Someone's yeah. going to pay it off for me. I'm going to yeah. laugh so hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a terrible attitude to have. Oh. Uh, anyway, well, it it feels like it means then that the people that didn't go to college are ultimately paying the loans for the people that did go to college if they waive yeah. the student loans. So it's like putting the or the people that did go to college and, and paid, paid their them, student paid loans them off. What about paying the? Yeah, back you paid. Off? I paid yeah. mine off. So what about paying down back all that money now? Give them yeah. this money. Back. That's only right. <laughs> It's only fair. I do think, though, I'm ha- I'm okay with having my student loans still. Uh, I do think I should still qualify for the student discount since I still have the student <laughs> loan. Yeah. Get in cheaper to the movies. Yeah, and that round of golf. Let, yeah, me, yeah, let me get yeah. that, like, <laughs> two bucks off my Woodstock's pitcher Makes tonight. sense to me. You know yeah. Go get your license plate frame at the bookstore there and get a discount. Sure. There it is. I don't. Uh, I don't have that Cal Poly frame on my car. Maybe I should get it. I have a Cal Poly frame on your car. Yeah. Oh, it's really. It says alumni. It's probably so dirty I can't read it. Probably truck's dirty. Yeah. No, it's not dirty. <laughs> it's protected. That's you know some people like to use a layer of wax. I think a little dust helps protect that paint really good. Oh, clearly. <laughs> that clear coat on the west side of your car, <laughs> hanging tough. Um. I, I did want to run through a little bit of this uh, housing stuff. There was a little bit to talk about. We didn't get to talk about it with Wes. You know, that was a shame, huh? We didn't had get to talk housing with the real estate guy. We didn't, we didn't guy? talk all the numbers. We should have. Uh, we should have taken some opportunity there to talk about what's going on in the real estate market. Um. Anyway, here's here's some stuff for you guys uh, this week. So there's a few things going on here. Um, first of all, the Case-Shiller Home Price Index came out. So Case-Shiller's got a couple-month lag on it, but this is a, a broad national home price index that tells us about value. The um, 
the Case-Shiller Home Price Index increased 3.1% annually. Um, that was for June, right? Like I said, there was a little lag on this one. Um, it's down three point from 3.3 in May. So just heading ever so slightly lower, and it's been doing that for a while. We came out of the 7% land that we were in and have just been slowly working our way down. Um, but 3.1% is not bad. Um, the 10-city composite index um, was 1.8% growth. The 20-city was 2.1% growth. Um, so anyhow, that... Um, those numbers are still pretty good. Also, the most recent reading on the Fannie and Freddie, uh, the HF, FHFA, nailed it. Uh, their home price index is showing um, home prices increased nationally at a 5% annual rate. And, of course, these are all the ones that are taken into consideration, somebody that's ultimately buying a house with a loan. So, um and, and I would argue with pretty fair amount of data since they're getting to digest that. So it's safe to say that nationally we're looking at something between 3 and 5% home price appreciation. Again, that is the normal range. That's the normal range. Dan, you mentioned way early in the first hour that you're a little bit surprised at the current rate environment given that um, – the housing, you know, or various economic factors were still relatively strong. This is pretty strong. I understand that it's, I guess, technically going down. The rate of appreciation is slowing. Is slowing. But it's appreciation nonetheless. Yeah. And it's healthy appreciation. It's normal appreciation. Um, we also had... Um, the National Association posted their pending home sales index, went down a little bit. Um, forecast was for it to be flat, actually declined a little bit. So seeing lighter volumes. Um, annual pending sales on the year um, are down 0.3%. Closed sales increased a little bit um, on the year over year, which was actually the first. So this is cool. This is one of those ones. Again, I'm going to use this as fodder for your argument that the there's bright spots in the economy that we're choosing to ignore. Um, that's the first annual gain in over 12 months. So just looking at the year over year by month, this is the first time in a year that we've seen an increase in closed sales. Hmm. I suspect we may see that number go that way in coming months here, given that um, today, with interest rates where they are, uh, you're still going to be in a really competitive environment here in Slow County. But with interest rates where they are, maybe you're thinking about a refi because you have a four and a half interest rate with a little bit of MI, um, and you're looking at these interest rates that are in the mid threes, and you're thinking, "Hey, I should refi." Uh, thoughts also got across your mind that maybe you should sell, and you could. In redoing your loan, you're going to get that new rate, but you're also going to get that extra bedroom that you've been wanting mm -hmm. or whatever, right? So I suspect that these rates are going to lead to a little bit of motion, um, just a little bit of extra volume um, and activity over the next few months. Um, for us, our last two months, the volume of the company is essentially double what the average was for last year. 
and even the first part of this year. And really, it's thanks to the low rates, right? We're backfilling Absolutely. that with the refis. Um, but we have a we we are proud now to report a leading indicator. So Central Coast Lending is going to be uh, sharing with you guys the a primary indicator. We'll start to track this index every month for you um, about the leading indicator uh, based on loan volume of what we're running through the company. Uh, I said it earlier in the show we're the number one. Um, independent lender here on the Central Coast in terms of the amount of trust deeds recorded. So we've got a um, we've got our finger on the pulse. So we can tell now by our active pipeline from month to month whether that is heading up, flat or down. And so using that today as a barometer against what it's been for the last two months, it ain't going down anytime soon. the The pipeline is holding. Um, and, and if anything seems like it's got some upward growth to it. So, um, to me, it means that we're, again, we're going to see some more of that, uh, potential movement here within the County as people are able to take advantage of these lower interest rates. And, you know, and like I said, there, there's a, there's a whole host of reasons why people are doing it. Um, shorter terms to retire sooner. It's a great time for that. Getting rid of mortgage insurance, lower your interest rate, reduce your mortgage insurance, or eliminate your mortgage insurance. Those are great. Um, we've also had some lately. I've seen a few where uh, folks are just choosing debt consolidation. Um, we helped a guy buy a house. Uh, a friend of ours, actually, we've known for years, bought a house in Santa Margarita, rubbing pennies together to get into it with an FHA loan. Um, I remember when they got into it with an FHA, rate was almost five percent. Caught a little window um, where we were able to get them down to like four and an eighth or something. And it felt pretty good. Still had a little bit of mortgage insurance. But um, this go around, we're able to get them. um, It's a cash out refi. So we're able to get them four and an eighth. But they're cashing out to um, just pay off the consumer debt that's been a haunt all along. Changes the monthly cash flow. It's about $30,000 worth of consumer debt. Changes the monthly cash flow to the tune of about $1,000 a month. And and it was a long, careful conversation, a lot of consideration we put into this, you know, and kind of helping provide the analysis and the counsel. So, you know what? I, I'm not always a big fan of people cashing in their equity, but when it's going to change your budget enough to where you can now you can start saving. Now you can start having a, you know, a little safety savings account. You can put some of that extra money now in towards paying this principal off more rapidly. You don't have to just do your minimum payment, but establish your emergency fund and, you know, get ahead. So um, we're seeing some of that happen right now. People choosing to look into uh, debt consolidation loans. Um, Another one is another great reason here. We get calls every week for solar financing. People are looking for a way to finance solar. And and for a while there, when they called to ask for help, I would ask them, well, what's your current interest rate? Because the easiest thing you can do is a cash-out refi of your main loan. Don't get a second. Just redo your main loan. Pull the fifteen to 30000 bucks out of it you need for your solar system. And if your interest rate was going down, like if you called me – wanting that and you currently have a four and a half and I can do a cash out for you at four and an eighth, that's a win-win. That's an easy way to get you 30,000 bucks and that's your smartest way to get it. 
Um, but we were over. Everybody was calling saying, hey, I need some money for solar. Okay, what's your rate? And they're saying it's four. And we were at four and a half. So I can't talk you into putting your $400,000 balance all a half a percent higher in, in monthly interest cost just to access 20000 bucks. So this has created a new unique opportunity for people that have an interest rate that's higher than four and an eighth. Four and an eighth is about the cash out refi mark right now if you need to debt consolidate or take cash out for solar or something like that. So if you're if you're on the fence about that, thinking about solar, looking for it, and your interest rate's four and an eighth or higher, this is sort of a budget neutral way to get some of that money without impacting your interest rate too much. So for all of these things and more, you know, if you guys are are thinking that um, it's probably just time for you to pull the trigger, call us this week. Just start the conversation. Uh, we want to give you some advice. We want to sort of give you a custom tailored look into what you got going on. Uh, I really pride myself in uh, the fact that we just we we try to be relatable. We try to help consumers realize things they may not figure out on their own, and we're doing it better than a button does it. So. <laughs> CentralCoastLending.com or 805-543-LOAN. Thanks so much for being with us today. We'll be back next week with another live episode of Mortgage Matters.